When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're interested in listening ad-free, go to patreon.com slash the SCP experience. There you can enjoy my ad-free podcast and never have to listen to ads again. That's patreon.com slash the SCP experience. Now time for the story. Why are we doing this? Neil asked as we stood on the deck of an unnamed ship. It had been sent by the SCP Foundation to pick us up from Isla de Pasqua, more commonly known as Easter Island. We'd been sent there under the guise of a research mission, a remote, perfect place to meet the Foundation itself. Because we don't have any other options, I said somberly. We'd just met each other three weeks ago for preparation. We'd been chosen not for our skills, but because of desperation. The mission might very well kill us, but with that promise, our families would be provided for. His three kids all suffered from a degenerative, genetic disease with no official cure. The Foundation promised to fix them. I myself was months away from death. I had stage four liver cancer. A cure had been promised should I survive the mission, alongside a handsome paycheck. But Easter Island was not our final destination. No, we had to go much further out into the unknown open ocean. The place had affectionately been called the Pole of Inaccessibility, or more colloquially, Point Nemo, a place further away from land than any other location on Earth. Despite the seemingly important nature of the mission, we'd been given extraordinarily little information. All we knew was that we'd be descending down to retrieve something named SCP-6001, an unknown object detected in the ocean by the unique electromagnetic signature it emitted. We'd descend to the bottom of the ocean in a capsule, secure the package, and return to the surface. Are you ready? A man asked as he approached us on deck. I'd only seen him briefly during our physical examination. His name was Dr. Zelinsky. He was a man hardened by experience, leading the expedition alongside the captain. So we're there? I asked. That's right. This is Point Nemo. As far away from the comforts of civilization as we can get. At this point, we're closer to the astronauts aboard the ISS than land. This is your last chance to step away. Once you enter the transport capsule, there's no going back. I understand, Neil said. I just nodded in agreement. How do we know what we're collecting down there? I asked. The capsule is equipped with a scanner that can detect the object. Just let the machine do the work. Your purpose is to make sure the object doesn't produce any adverse effects on the capsule or yourself. Understood? He explained. We nodded. They'd explained the risks. They talked about an unknown sickness that affected people and animals in the depths. But the fact that it might be produced by the very thing we sought to bring back sent shivers down my spine. We're doing this, I said. Neil agreed. With that, we were escorted to the transport capsule, which was a miniature submarine built to withstand the immense pressures of the depths below. Once inside, the only hatch was sealed. My ears popped from the increase in pressure, but at least it wouldn't change during our descent. The capsule would keep the pressure stable during the entire trip. Good luck, one of the crewmen said as he knocked on the door. Then they dropped us into the ocean, the world above vanishing as water enveloped around us. Do you actually know anything about the SCP Foundation? Neil asked. I shook my head. No, 
but they seem legit enough. As long as they stick to their word, I don't care. You're ready to die, risk your life? He asked. I'm already a dead man. At least here I have a second chance. From there, we sat glued in silence in front of the one minuscule window the capsule held, sinking slowly towards the bottom of the ocean. A few fish swam by, curious as to what metallic beast had invaded their home. But as the pressure increased, few managed to keep following. The blue, shiny fish we'd seen in the shallow waters gave way to strange and foreign creatures lurking in the depths. Before long, the sun had all but vanished, leaving us in a new world of darkness, only ever seen by a handful of people. Loud creaking sounds were produced as the metallic halls settled. It was a new world. This is... this is something else, Neil said as he pointed to a few glowing jellyfish in the distance. In a world absent of light, life had somehow found a way. You're about 16,000 feet below. A voice sounded over the radio. You'll be at the ocean basin soon, Zelensky said. I looked over at the echo sounder, which was rapidly counting up as we sunk. Once it had hit 18,345, we came to an abrupt halt alongside a loud clunk. I guess we made it. Do you see anything? I asked. Nothing. It's just dark. I flicked on the floodlights attached to our capsule. They illuminated our surroundings, but it was fairly barren. A few strange shrimp-looking creatures scurried away, and some dense fish passed by. Where is this thing? With the capsule's engine, we could easily maneuver around the ocean basin. We rotated around, looking for the recorded electromagnetic signature. We've got something here, I said as the equipment lit up. Follow it. Zelensky's voice emitted over the speakers. On the ground, dozens of eels were swimming along the path we followed, all seeming to move towards the same signature as we were. It was a slow process, but as we got closer, more and more sea life joined in on the journey. Doctor, are you seeing this? Neil asked. This can't be normal. Zelensky tried to respond over the radio, but his voice turned to a static mess due to the interference of whatever thing we were looking for. Then, the rich sea life turned to a graveyard. Hundreds, if not thousands of fish, eels, and shrimps lay dead on the ground, with more sinking to their deaths as the life fled from their bodies. Why would they go towards certain death? Neil asked. Yeah, why would anyone do that? I responded sarcastically. I guess the signal lures them in. I don't know. We kept moving, the communications system going haywire due to the interference. Shut them down. They're not going to help us now, I ordered. With silence in the capsule, we kept moving. Despite the heavy radiation, none of it was on the lethal side of the spectrum. While it pretty much jammed any chance we had at contacting the surface, there was no reason for it to kill the sea life. Then we saw it, a strange yellow orb that glowed through the dark. Its surface was covered in an ever-changing pattern. It was quite small, just a bit larger than a basketball half buried in the sand. There were even a handful of fish circling around, seemingly immune to the lethal orb, but they were all deformed. One of them had a chunk of flesh missing from a bite, while another seemed to be covered in tumors. That's it, I guess. Looks weird, I said. Let's just get it into the Faraday box and get it out of here. This place is creeping me out. The Faraday box was a miniature cage meant to contain the electromagnetic waves, allowing us to regain contact with the surface. I don't feel too good, Neil said as he finished up the containment procedure. What's wrong? I asked. I don't know. Let's just, let's just get back up. With that, we started our ascent, turned the radio back on, and alerted the surface. With the two of us anxious to breathe proper air, we didn't linger. Neil was looking terrible, pale as a sheet, with sweat soaking through his uniform. Are you okay? I asked. He just looked at me with bloodshot eyes. 
Then he collapsed onto the floor of the capsule without speaking a word. Hey, Neil, wake up! I yelled as I shook him. He looked bloated, with numerous bruises covering his entire body. His breathing was shallow at best, and his abdomen seemed almost to tear apart with expanded skin. Hey, something happened to Neil. I need help. I called through the radio. Keep the ascent going. Is the object secured? A strange voice asked. Who is this? Where's Zelensky? I asked. He was called away for another project on the mainland. Just come to the surface. We'll help your friend. We were rapidly approaching the surface. The first few rays of daylight could be seen from the surface, but Neil wouldn't last that long. Then we breached, and we were met by a team in hazmat suits. They carefully hoisted the capsule up, out of the water towards the deck. First, they let us get out, putting Neil onto a stretcher before they attempted to bring the Faraday box on board. Careful with that thing, one of the men called out. Neil had already stopped breathing by the time they took him away. I wanted to go with him, but for just a moment, I turned to the still-hanging capsule, and I noticed one of the chains about to break. Guys, watch! I tried to say, but the chain broke causing the capsule with the Faraday box to come plummeting down onto the ground. The box broke, allowing the orb to roll onto deck with the crew. Instinctively, everyone just started running away from the orb, all except for me. I just stared at the majestic ball as its pattern shifted, captivated by the mysteries it held. The crew didn't get very far, though. Most of them collapsed mere moments after the ball had been released. Just like Neo, they were all bloated some of them even rupturing like fish pulled from the depths. Within moments, every single crew member had died, and I was left alone. I went to check on the crew, desperate to find any survivors, but they'd all seemingly died from instant decompression sickness. The worst case was a man with his abdomen ripped open and his intestines lying on the floor. His eyes were bloodshot from ruptured arteries and filled with fear. I found Neil still on the stretcher. He died alongside the two crewmen trying to help him. The entire ship had been rid of all life, seemingly except for me. I searched through every room, just hoping to find another living soul. It wasn't until I entered the cafeteria before I found another survivor. They're all dead, he said as he saw me. I don't understand. He was in shock, as was I. We just sat together and waited. Surely a rescue operation was on its way, if not to save us, at least to get their hands on the orb. What a cruel joke, the man said. What do you mean, I asked. I'm dying. Mesothelioma. Probably got it working for the foundation. I'll be dead in two months. Still, I was left alive, while everyone else is dead. Why? Dying, huh? I know the feeling. I wanted to give him some words of comfort, but I was too broken from the experience. We didn't speak much after that. We just walked back and secured the orb inside its Faraday cage. We found another crewmate, meaning that three out of the hundred or so crew had survived all with terminal diseases. The foundation stuck to their word though. They put me through treatment and took care of Neil's family, but I can never return home, not with the knowledge I've gained. I'll be kept at an undisclosed location until the day I die or until they offer me another job. SCP-6001 is a yellow orb with a constantly changing pattern, measuring 11 inches in diameter, weighing about 12 pounds. It was located on the ocean basin at Point Nemo, extracted on June 3rd, 2017 by the top secret team led by Dr. Zelensky, who took leave before Incidents 01. The orb emits a unique electromagnetic signature that makes it easy to track. This signal is also thought to be the cause behind its illness-producing qualities. The illness mimics severe decompression sickness. Should more than three of the following symptoms be observed in a singular member of the containment crew, evacuate the site immediately. Joint pain, dizziness, headache, confusion, 
extreme fatigue, numbness, weakness. SCP-6001 is to be contained within three layers of Faraday cages at all times, never to be accessed by unauthorized personnel. Between each layer of the Faraday cages, there's an airlock, making it impossible for all three to open simultaneously. Entry by unauthorized personnel will result in immediate death by decompression sickness. Thanks for listening. To get notified every time a new episode is released, be sure to click the follow or subscribe button and turn on all notifications.